Hello and welcome back to another episode of TechQuatch. I'm your host Bilal Katrada. And I'm your co-host Masihullah Katrada. And our topic for today is smart cities. Now today we're going to discuss what exactly are smart cities and uh, what, how they are affecting our lives, how they're affecting people's lives around the world and what actual real world problems they are solving. Now before we get there, just the rationale behind our choice of topic now, the reason we, we've chosen the topic of smart cities is because recently President Ramaphosa, president of uh, South Africa, made an announcement that he has a vision to uh, establish a smart city somewhere in South Africa, probably on the outskirts of Johannesburg or Pretoria, a brand new standalone smart city that will, uh, that will showcase some of the, the latest and greatest technologies in the world. Now... You know, it it was it was uh, a great vision. It was something that uh, it is really great for a for a president, especially a South African president, to to mention and to propose. And it's yet another indication that uh, the South African president is he he's he's on the right track. You know, in terms of technology, in terms of the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, you know, he set up the the Presidential Commission on Fourth Industrial Revolution, for example. But there's a there's a serious flaw with this with this whole concept of a smart city. There's a serious problem uh, with this, and as a result, uh, a lot of people expressed a lot of negativity around the whole smart cities concept. I mean, ever since his uh, announcement, the media has been full of reports and opinions about about this. It you know there was everything from skepticism to outright mockery. I mean, the one person put it very succinctly, very clearly, he says, well, how smart is a smart city during load shedding? I mean, we have a big, big, big problem in South Africa of load shedding, and this is not just a serious economic problem. It's, it's a, you know, it's a pie in the face of, of our government that they can't provide for one of the most important resources that people need and as a result you know we have to face hours and hours of no electricity businesses have to close and it's causing uh, it's costing the economy billions and billions of of rents so i mean uh, so people ask the question that should we be jumping into advanced uh, technologies when we're still struggling with 100 year old uh, technologies we haven't really resolved that i mean our electricity uh, uh, utility ESCOM is failing to provide 40 megawatts of of power to the whole country. Yet, if you look at a country like China, they've uh, now reached a solar power production capability of 100 megawatts just on solar power through their solar farms. And so, you know, people ask these questions. You haven't got the basics right. Definitely, I can agree with that. As much as I love technology, I would love to see smarter cities in South Africa, but. It's, it's not logical at, at this point because you won't buy a 65-inch UHD TV if your house has roof, uh, as, uh, as a hole in its roof. You know, there's bigger problems to solve before, before we jump to, jump to smart cities. True. I mean, the TV does serve its purpose. It's not going to be totally useless. You can still use it for, for entertainment, but you've got bigger problems to solve. I mean, you've got that hole in the roof. Fix the hole in the roof first. There's lots of issues. Now, here in South Africa, we've got big issues 
and we need to resolve those. So in essence, it's not, you know, it's not the, the idea and the concept of the smart cities that, that South Africans are skeptical about or against. It's just that, you know, the way that things are going in this country, perhaps there's, uh, there's a need to fix those issues before moving forward. That's what most people are saying. Now, I, I find myself somewhere in the, you know, in the, between what the president is saying and what, um, what the people are saying. I, I say that, you know what? Yes, there is a place for smart cities in South Africa right now. Not just a place, there's a massive need for smart cities, but not a standalone smart city not developing this city that's you know this utopian technological advanced city like Masdar city in in the UAE uh, that was supposed to be decades ahead of its time no we don't need that what we need is for our existing cities to solve the problems that the residents are facing using smart technologies in essence to make our existing cities especially Durban, Johannesburg and Cape Town and to an extent Pretoria into smart cities. That's what we need. I agree with that. I mean, how do you just go and build a smart city? Do you just get a city and fill it with all the top-notch tech? You know, I mean, the, the, this tech could not even solve a problem. For example, if you look at a smart city solution in Singapore, um, I think you told me that they're building um, warehouses to plant crops in because they don't have space. Mm. Here in South mm. Africa, that's not a problem for us. We have enough farming land. So that solution just won't work here. It doesn't make sense. So you, you have to ask yourself, how smart is a smart city? How mm. long is a piece of string? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. That's a very good and solid point. I mean, if you take the, the you know, Singapore, they obviously have the problem of, you know, a, it's a city state. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny city state. That's what it's, I think, you know, not even not even uh, bigger than Johannesburg, and in that they have to do so many things. They have to build houses and factories and offices and parks and shopping centers, and on top of all that, they have to provide for food for their for their uh, their, their citizens. And food is expensive in Singapore because traditionally they've been importing food. And the other major uh, challenge in Singapore is, is, is water supply. They don't have rivers and, and dams. I mean, if you look at a typical South African dam like Starfontein Dam or Midmar Dam, that would take up half the space of Singapore, you know? So we've, they've, got, they've got challenges that we don't have. And they've found smart technologies, smart solutions to those, those issues. They have to be so careful about every single thing they do because of that that lack of space. But here in South Africa, space is not an issue. We've got the space. We've got massive, massive, massive tracts of, of farmland. That's not even, uh, it's, it's a no-go. It's not even a consideration. So, I mean, we can't simply ape that technology, copy it, bring it here and start, you know, and say, well, you know, Singapore's got smart, uh, uh, smart technologies to do th this and that. So we can we can apply it here. I mean, there's lots and lots of examples like that, where you know people uh, have developed uh, interesting technologies, smart technologies that are uh, that are in use, but just won't apply to the South African context. 
So then the question arises that where do we begin? If we're not going to build a city, a standalone city, where, where do we begin? Well, so I mean, uh, I, can, I can give you a simple rule to follow. Um, no, you won't go to a store and buy a gadget and then come home and decide what you're going to use it for. Right. Good point. A gadget or anything, any Correct. anything. And then we, we did talk about this before where we talked about smart schools, that schools wanted to introduce computers and tablets uh, to their students. But the reason it failed is because they didn't know what they were going to do with it. The teachers had no idea what to do with them. And the schools themselves, um, they didn't have any curriculum. They didn't have a plan. So naturally, the students just started playing video games and that's browsing, correct. surfing the Internet. Exactly. And things. I think I think that's that's where it begins. You don't start with the technology. You start with the, the problem. The, the well, identifying the problem oh. that the people are facing, and from there you 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 look for solution. And technology is a possible enabler. It's a possible solution to those problems. I mean, I've seen it in my career as a software engineer, as a consultant to companies. I've seen it a lot of times where companies, I mean, it's not just government. It's not just our government. It's not just governments in, uh, it, it's governments in general that tend to make this mistake and not just governments also. Corporates make the same mistake. I mean, I've worked with companies that caught onto this whole buzzword around technology and fourth industrial revolution, AI. And what's worse is, you know, maybe the, the chairman or the CEO read an article about Amazon's phenomenal success and Apple's phenomenal success and other smaller companies like Uber and Slack, you know, companies that have made it in the technology space. And they, they have the sense of hashtag FOMO, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. And as a result, they want to jump to action now. So they want to bring in technology. So then they talk to their people. They create this buzz around technology and innovation. But that's a wrong approach because they're starting with the technology. And typically, what's, what's the first thing they do? Most of these companies, they call a vendor. Mm -hmm. They call a vendor. They call a company that deals with uh, various technologies. And they, and they ask them to, you know, to develop some kind of uh, a fit, some kind of technology that's, or to supply it some type of technology that's a fit for, for their business. Big, big, big mistake. Because the vendors do will do what they do best. They sell stuff. And once they sell the stuff, in lots and lots of cases, I've seen that the technology just sits there like a big white elephant. The vendors have cashed in. They've taken their millions. They've moved on. And the company is sitting with this big white elephant. I mean, I was called up to one educational institute where, you know, the CEO or somebody had this grand idea that he's going to have these smart classrooms and, they're going to broadcast these uh, the, the lectures across the, the uh, campuses uh, uh, in the country, you know, across all the cities in the country and beyond. And I think they, they, they'd spent something in the tune of like six or eight million rands on this infrastructure. And it had been a year and a half or so since, uh, and that's when they, they consulted me and they says, well, uh, no one's using this. Mm -hmm. Staff are not using it. Uh, students are hating it. I mean, if there's a broadcast lecture uh, at a campus, students are just w get walking up, uh, walking out of the rooms and complaining to the 
the campus manager that they hate those lectures. So the problem is they started with the technology and they tried to make the technology fit into their organization, into the context of the organization. This happens too frequently. And my fear with, with President Ramaphosa's idea is this is the exact same thing. We're going to build this smart city that, you know, somebody imagined will be solving some imaginary problem. But if you really try to, you know, get going with that smart city, uh, you know, what's going to happen is people are, are going to see, well, you know what, there's, there's nothing really essentially uh, that this fancy technology is solving. It's there. It's good, but it's not solving any it's real problems. It's there for the sake of it, you're right. And there's something we must must remember. I mean, we mentioned this earlier. Each city has its own problem. America's smart city solution will not be the same as ours. Exactly. You know, I mean, we talked about Singapore. They they have a lack of land. They have lack of fresh water and, and lack of food. Um, countries like Istanbul, they they have massive, massive, massive tourism. Germany, they are masters in solving problems when it comes to public transport, getting people from one place to another. Um, take Delhi, uh, they got uh, high levels of pollution. Oh yeah, I mean the air, you know? air in, in Delhi is, is toxic, it's really, really toxic. Uh, so they got, I mean we, our city is as polluted as maybe Johannesburg is, it's nowhere close to the levels of pollution in Delhi. So it's, it's not, not a problem for us not a major problem coming back to istanbul other than you know the massive influx annual influx of tourists istanbul itself is one of the biggest cities in the world i think it's the biggest city in in europe so they've got their own massive population to deal with and then they've got plane loads upon plane loads of tourists coming in every single day so they have to you know uh, work out some kind of solution for the citizens as well as the the tourists Definitely, and I think if I have to put my vote for the top problem to be solved in South Africa, it's going to be electricity. Oh, definitely. I think the whole country will be behind you. Every citizen, I'll vote for you. I'm talking about first sustainable electricity, you know, where we don't have to worry about load shedding anymore, and then maybe um, get into green energy, um, renewable energy sources. And then secondly for me will be our internet connectivity. That is a big problem. Massive, a big massive problem. problem for us, yeah. I mean, in Nelson Mandela Square, in the middle of Santon, the most developed area in South Africa, probably in Africa, you can't get internet. You cannot get connectivity, the near-field connectivity. That's what they call it. You know, one is the, the far-field connectivity where you've got these towers that are, that are providing signal to an area. But inside these centers... There should be another solution. Maybe mm. 5G will solve that problem. I don't know. But there should be another solution inside these these malls and centers where you get electricity. I mean, it was the same at uh, Melrose Arch. Again, same problem. No internet connectivity. You have to walk around and find a place to, uh, you know, to get electricity. So, you know, I had attempted to go connectivity. and... Uh, connectivity. Connectivity. I had attempted to go and sit at uh, Melrose Arch. I think it was at the Starbucks and uh, and do some work, but I couldn't because you know the, the the signal just kept on fluctuating very wildly, and I just couldn't. It took me like like ten minutes to send off one email. So that that is definitely uh, another problem. But I think I think what 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 are we doing here? 
what we are doing is we analyzing the problems of our cities our existing cities mm -hmm. and i think if you if you empower our youth to find solutions they'll find some some amazing problems Definitely. some amazing solutions rather to these problems to these problems correct but in that brings another question around the president's uh, smart cities concept which is do we have the people that will drive this this whole smart city uh, uh, concept here in south africa i mean we definitely don't want uh, foreign vendors to just come in i mean they will just come in they'll make their money they'll tell us what we want to hear and then they'll leave like a typical know? vendor correct so i agree with you i think that the solution here is to empower our own people the people who live here you know the people who face these problems on a daily basis and give them the skills to find the solutions yeah but then that comes back to education that's another difficult difficult question that nobody really wants to talk about that's another one of those underlying problems you know the 65 inch usd tv <coughs> but you've got problems your, your your the foundation of your house is crumbling mm -hmm. and really if you look at it our education system is crumbling there's no better way to describe it from primary school level through tertiary we are in serious serious problems when it comes to education definitely i mean we're getting into this this fourth industrial revolution these smart cities that we're talking about 10 years ago this this concepts weren't weren't buzzwords they didn't they didn't exist like this but schools or no universities are preparing people for for this for this age and if if they are i mean it's it's inadequate i mean uh, we our our youth are at a massive disadvantage compared to their counterparts in other countries i mean i've been to india i've been to uh, turkey and the things that this the the secondary school students are doing there even our university students are not doing i mean there was one school i visited in istanbul where the kids were building a drone they were literally using junk garbage to build a drone which they were designing and creating by themselves as an after school uh, exercise as an after school exercise an after school exercise okay. and there was another group of kids in the same school high school that were building an electric car they were literally building an electric car right there in the school and we saw that car and it was almost uh, almost complete they just had a couple of more things to add in now have you heard of anything like this at any institute in this country i haven't maybe there is maybe there isn't i don't know i haven't actually heard of this and i mean in in those countries the primary school kids are doing robotics they're building their own robots they coding those robots uh, it's fascinating it's phenomenal so again it comes back to south african uh, youth empowering our youth to solve our problems in a way that's typically south african you know in, if we did that we'll be actually solving two problems at the same time we'll be mm -hmm. solving the problems of of you know the smart cities problems and we'll also be creating employment we'll be supporting small businesses we'll be support, uh, creating a whole generation of e entrepreneurs tech entrepreneurs tech innovators and that's what's that's what you know uh, sorely needed in this country not Definitely. bring in the chinese and say to chinese okay build a smart city for us uh, okay here's the here's the budget i don't know 40 billion 50 billion and then they leave and then we got this ghost town of a smart city that uh, south african kids uh, only did some lower down menial work 
you know no 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 i i don't i don't agree with that definitely not i i and i agree with you i mean this is a job for south africans for people who love this country who want to see it grow better and people who face these problems on a daily basis exactly no one no one will be able to solve a problem better than the person who's facing the problem i mean they say you know necessity is the mother of all invention mm. you can't expect somebody else to come and solve your problems in your own home you need to uh, you know you need to be firstly equipped with the well you need to identify the problems then you need to be equipped with the skills and the abilities to solve those problems and then combine problem and solution together to innovate and come up with something uh, something even uh, or some sort of uh, of solution i mean uh, the other day at a, at a talk to some of our students uh, some of the IT varsity students i gave them an example i say you know you could walk past a house daily let's say you you you're going to school daily you're coming to campus and you walk past this house and you notice the house has a picket fence and one section of the fence is collapsed now every day you're walking past that house you never see anything there anything uh, wrong okay you're seeing there's something wrong uh the fence fence is collapsed but you don't see a, a, an opportunity in that but if you came to campus the one day and i gave you a lesson in woodworking and particularly i gave you a lesson on how to build a wooden picket fence mm-hmm. now you have the talent you have the skills to uh you have woodworking skills you have fence making skills the next time you walk past that house you'll never see it the same way again you won't just walk past it now you'll see an opportunity skill talent plus problem gives you opportunity it gives you innovation in the same way our kids need to be equipped with fourth industrial revolution skills technology skills high end tech skills they need to be brought onto the level of their uh, foreign counterparts and then they need to be thrown into these cities and says well now you are uh, you are from tembisa or you are from uh, you know from soweto you are from amlazi what are the problems that you are facing forget trying to solve the world's problems solve the problem that you and your people your community are facing and then come up with a tech solution mm. for that i think maybe you know i'm thinking far ahead maybe universities should uh, should should introduce a uh, a degree or or a, a few modules on smart cities alone because the future of Yeah. of this country is is its people and and, and the, the population of the world is growing i think in the next uh, in the next 60 or 70 years we're going we, uh, the population of the planet is going to nearly double and most of that of those people are going to be living in in urban areas mm-hmm. in in cities and the infrastructure of cities are, are already being stretched to the limit so what are we going to do when the population doubles and triples we'll discuss that in our next week's episode actually i think yeah that's another that's another topic to, uh, and that's another episode in any case uh, i'm looking at the timer here and we we've actually run out of time we've actually gone a bit over time mm-hmm. anyways that's a wrap for today's episode uh, this has been another episode of it varsity tech watch i'm your host bilal katrada and i'm your co-host masihul katrada and we'll catch you the next time